Welcome to Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan, training you to lead with courage. Hello, everyone. We are so happy to have you all here. We、uh, love to train you to be a courageous leader. You heard from me about how the Lord. Uh, help me to、uh, be a courageous leader in under bad circumstances. How to rebuild my life in America and how to encourage others to do the same. But our podcast is also based on bringing courageous leaders that are an example to all of us about how they started, how they move in their、uh, leadership position. In every stage of life, and one of the courageous leaders that I consider, and she is my friend, is Sarah Stone Street. She is the co-host of the Strong Women podcast and the cohort director of the Colorado Spring Carlson Fellows. Welcome to our podcast, Sarah. Would you introduce yourself? Yes, I am Sarah Stone Street, like you said, and I just have to say before I say anything else how honored I am, Virginia, to be talking with you because you're one of my heroes. I just respect you so much, so I appreciate you you letting me come on your podcast and chat with you.、Um, but yeah, I'm Sarah Stone Street. I, my husband is John Stone Street. He leads the Colson Center and.、Um, For Christian, the Colson Center for Christian Worldview. I have four children,、um, a da- three daughters, sixteen, fourteen, and twelve, and then a little surprise attack son who is four. So is that is that kind of what you want me to tell, introduce about myself? Yeah, that, that's fine. I、uh, I have two girls, and、uh, there is just one year and a half difference, and then、mm-hmm. I have a son, ten years difference from from the girl.、Oh. Oh, so, so you've got a big gap too. Yes, yes, yes.、So、yeah. I I just want our、um, audience to hear a little bit about how you started this journey on on leadership, because to me leadership is not necessary that you have a title, you have a an office, you have a title, and you boss people around. That's not leadership.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can be a leader. Uh, changing diapers,、uh, singing to your child, attending、mm-hmm. to PTA meetings and everything, doing a podcast,、um, taking care of、uh, elderly people in so many ways. So、mm-hmm. tell us how you started and when you realize I have to take a leadership position. That's what、mm-hmm. I was created for.、Mm-hmm. Uh, that's thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about that.、Um, I think you know early on in in becoming a mother.、Um, well, let me back up and just say, I feel like a human temptation is to want to do great and big things that change the world and that everybody notices. And so I love that you say leadership can even be just changing diapers faithfully for the Lord,、um, because I, I feel like that has really been my journey:、uh, is learning to have eyes to see the world around me 
And with all its beauty and brokenness and learning how to love as God loves in this moment that he has placed me in, in the sphere of influence I've been placed in, whether big or small, and just doing that next good thing in front of me that I feel his prodding on. And so sometimes nobody knows that, that that's happening. And, and it is the small things, but it's the small things that are living faithfully in, in his, you know, it's, it, there's a prayer in the prayer book that, um, says that it's basically praying, may we delight in your will and walk in your ways. And that's my prayer. And so, um, I think I would encourage your listeners to think, what is your sphere of influence? What are you already responsible for? And how can you be more intentional in that sphere of influence? And that's the question I ask myself all the time. And I guess um, leading into how I started the podcast was just kind of like, um, so, so I run a podcast called the strong women podcast, which is how Virginia and I became friends because, um, we had her on because I feel like Virginia, you are the epitome of a strong woman. You just, you walked faithfully with the Lord, no matter the cost. And I just so appreciate that. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Do you want me to tell how how the podcast came to be or yes. yeah. do you want to go a different direction? Yeah, okay. Um, so back in 2017, I was watching the news about the Women's March, and it was so disheartening because it was basically, it felt like this attitude from these women that was like middle finger to the chauvinistic men, like they're the problem, you know? And I thought, whoa, that is not the picture of femininity that I want my girls to live into. And um, so there is kind of this undercurrent of a message that says to be a strong woman, you need to be better than a man. You don't need men and pursue your own happiness no matter the casualties, basically. That's kind of like the undercurrent that, that you'll hear from several different places. And I wanted to say that's not the right picture. But then sometimes on the flip side, Christians will go straight to, like when we're talking about women, we go straight to roles. Like here is where you stay, You like kind of like a little box or definition when I think we should go straight to design and talk about being made in the image of God first before we talk about what are we called to in where God has placed us. And um, so anyway, I thought, well, let's talk about stories of women who are doing this. And and what I've what Aaron and I, so my co-host is Aaron Kunkel, and we have the best time. She's one of my dearest friends and a very strong woman in my life, which is why I asked her to help me with this project because I thought, well, she is one of the strongest women in my life. So I appreciate her. So anyway, what, what we're trying to do is just pan, just offer a picture to spark the imagination. You know, oh, look what look what Virginia has done in her life. Look how God has led her into these different situations and shown himself faithful in those hard times. 
And, um, or, you know, with, we've had Johnny Erickson Tata on and same thing, you know, look, this is a different, different situation than Virginia's, but look how God is faithful. Mm-hmm. It is so, so, uh, important what you said, you, you're able to see something you realize that that it's not right, it's not according to God's will, and you you thought about there is a need to for change. Mm-hmm. And for many, many people that read my memoir, Saving My Assassin, or would mm-hmm. read uh, Saving My Assassin, uh, I said, and I'm glad that you said that, God started in my life when I was six years old with the mm-hmm. question, my parents and my relatives were fearful. I noticed mm-hmm. that they were fearful outside. They were whispering inside of the home how the socialist government to, uh, is, was taking their rights and everything. Mm-hmm. I noticed some of my uh, relatives' lawyers knew everything, but they were too afraid to talk. And inside of me as a young uh, young kid, a fire was, was burning, saying, I need to find out why these people are fearful and how to find the truth and speak up for the truth. So mm-hmm. I went to law school, people that would read them, um, saving my assassin, my memoir will discover more. Yes, I believe that every person needs to think about, pay attention. To me, is like I'm telling everyone, pay attention when you see something and you say, "Oh, this needs to be changed. Oh, this yeah. is not right. This is this should be done this way." It might be your mission. It might be yes. what you are created for, and also. Mm-hmm. I want to share that when I started my mission, yes, it was a fire. Yes, at that time I didn't know the Lord and I thought that it was my desire. But later on I discovered that it was His desire. God will provide for you step by step. The Mm -hmm. only thing is you have to put your faith in action, start acting in faith, and God will provide for you. Share mm-hmm. with us one or two examples of how God provided for you. Okay. Um, well, it's it's kind of one of those things where you look back on your life and you realize, oh, God, like you can see it in hindsight a little bit better and more clearly than when you're right there in the moment. But um, I had wonderful parents. I, they're still alive, and I'm grateful for that. They, they displayed faith at such a genuine level for me. I mean, they just loved the Lord so much. And it, was just, it, it wasn't just a side note to them. It was their life, uh, walking with Christ. And, um, and I had a one... I, just had a wonderful relationship with them and still do. And I think that's God's powerful way of displaying his tender care for me, even, even from an early age. And I know your story is totally different than my story in that regard. And, um, and he displayed his tender loving mercy to you in a different way. 
Um, but I, I really see that that is a huge grace to me and, um, and really part of his displaying himself, uh, God displaying himself to me is through, through my parents. And, um, I, I, is that answering your question? Yes, I believe so. And I think I imagine people listening saying, oh, my gosh, I have such a big responsibility. I have yeah. kids. And when I act, I honor God or not. And they yeah. will do the same thing, not what I said or how I act. But you have four kids at the, the mm-hmm. age that you mm-hmm. explained. And you are the co-host of a post and you know a podcast and with your husband you do you know the ministry what would you say to a mother in your position they will say oh I don't have what she has or or maybe we'll say well I I don't have the parents that that she had Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe I will do later how would you encourage and say no this is the time right now you can do mm-hmm. it and you can start it while you have your kids at home. Mm-hmm. Good question. Well, um, it, I think of Acts 17, 26, when Paul is talking to the Athenians and he says, he basically says that um, our time is marked out and the boundaries of our dwelling place are marked out. And then, you know, back to um, Psalm 139, where um the psalmist is talking about how you knit me in my mother's womb. And our friend Kathy Cook, who's also been on our podcast, she says, you know, knitting is a very precise skill. Like you have to have a pattern in mind. You have to know what you're doing if you're knitting. Otherwise, you just come out with like a mitten glove scarf thing that doesn't make any sense. But the fact that that God knit us in our mother's womb means that your story is going to look different than my story. The way he's gifted you to reflect his glory is going to look different than the way he's gifted me to reflect his glory. And so I would say, don't, don't compare yourself, which is what, especially we as women tend to do. Don't compare yourself, but think, how can I, um, how can I be friends with people who have different giftings? Because you get you get the giftings together, you get different personalities and different different loves and different um, uh, longings, different uh, ways to impact the world around you, and you get that together, and it's like a force. So I would say, don't compare yourself. But I would also say that where you are is intentional. Like it's not an accident that you're in this cultural moment. Even with all of its brokenness, it also has beauty. And, and it's not an accident. If you are a young mother, that's intentional. And that is part of a very, the very heart of really for a time, your sphere of influence. And so don't jump over it. I think, I think that's a tendency of young mothers. And I feel it tugging on my heart sometimes too. And I have to go, oh, wait. I'm doing it again, but we want to jump over the small things in our life or, or the seemingly small things. We want to jump over the people that we're responsible for. And we want to, you know, like, where can I make the biggest difference? And it's like, I did this during COVID actually, I was very convicted because, you know, COVID hit, the world shuts down and I start feeling anxious, like, okay, who can I serve? Who can I serve? And I'm praying to God, who can I serve? Who needs me? 
And I felt very convicted because he's like, um, how about how about the people I've already put in your house with you that are locked down with you? Like, how about you start there? And so anyway, but I just think I think um, like I said a minute ago, taking inventory of who are you already responsible for? Is it those little babies? Maybe for a time it's little it's little people that it does feel very demanding with little people and changing diapers and making snacks. And then, oh, again, we have to make a meal, you know, but but think about offering that up as as your way of bringing the kingdom, God's kingdom to earth in your little plot of land that's already been determined your boundaries have been determined and your time has been determined. And it's not a mistake that you are where you are. That is so, so true. I all, I sometimes I, um, or many times uh, I receive compliments from people all over the world. They will say, Oh, Virginia, you have a great platform. You speak in so many places. So many people know you and everything. And I'm grateful. It's true. But I also tell them, do you know where the platform started? It started a mm. long time ago in in a law office in Romania. After mm. clients, churches will come to me and say, please take our case. Nobody else will take the case. And I will be praying in my office after they left. And many times I will be crying. I said, Lord, if I take this case, are they going to kill me? Are they going to yeah. take my kids from me? And in obedience, I listen to him. So don't be discouraged by the appointments that God is giving you that nobody knows about because it's mm -hmm. a great training of your relationship with God. You will hear him in a way that you will not hear because people applaud you on, on the stage. It will mm -hmm. be a, a relationship that will be so strong, not applauding of people at the stage will take you away from God. So it's very, right. very important this. So um, mm. I really appreciate what you said because I believe that it's important. It's important. Mm. Tell us how mm. you manage uh, your marital relationship with working together with your, your husband because for mm -hmm. some women it's a problem. For others, it's not. Tell <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first of all, I am so grateful for John. That's my husband. Um, he is, he's one of those guys that loves to see other people shine at what they're good at. And, um, I think that's unique in, in leadership, um, because I've watched him lead people and I've just, I just smile because he'll go, you know, I think you could really do this well. And, and, and he'll give people, platforms or, or, you know, opportunities that maybe they wouldn't have even thought of for themselves. And so I, I appreciate the way he sees people and values and doesn't feel threatened by other people's giftings when maybe he doesn't have them. And um, so, so I want to say that, and I feel like because of his posture towards that, it makes it very easy to work together. And we don't work, we work kind of, I mean, we both love the Colson Center for Christian Worldview. That's the, what he directs, but we don't actually bump into each other as far as 
working on the same project. So that's probably helpful. But he loves our podcast and he tells people about it all the time, which means so much to me. And so, um, yeah, we don't we don't have any issues in that. But I I think there's some um, it's it's been very um, encouraging to me. Uh, that John really has pulled out uh, strengths that I didn't know I had. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful for that. It's truly a blessing to have a supportive husband. And I mm-hmm. really enjoy, I uh, read some of his articles on LinkedIn. So, mm-hmm. so, so creative. And I, I share them because I think uh, everybody should read them. But I just wanted to thank you so very much, Sarah, for coming here to our podcast and sharing your so precious values with our listeners and our viewers. And we hope to um, to invite you again, and uh, we'll we'll talk more about several other things that you accomplished in your in your journey. Until that time, I just want to say thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me, Virginia. It's just a delight to spend time with you anytime I can. I just have so much respect for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you want to know more about Virginia Prodan, her coaching program, buy her book, Saving My Assassin, or invite Virginia to speak at your events, visit virginiaprodanbooks.com. Thank you.